This WBEZ podcast is supported by Hacia, whose Executive Fellows Program provides Black and Latinx business owners with real-world tools and strategies needed to master fundamental management concepts related to company stability and growth. Registrants learn through one-on-one executive coaching sessions with subject matter experts in the areas of finance, business development, operations, and legal. More info at HACIAWorks.org. What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. There's something about those traditional foods in the family, the ones you grew up on, that as soon as you think of them, let alone have a bite, they transport you to a place that's sensationally savory and nostalgic. For me, it's my late grandmother's German chocolate cake. I've never had any other German chocolate cake like it. Her recipe is uniquely hers. People all over Detroit know it's slapping. And thankfully, she passed it down to us grands so we can keep the tradition going. For my colleague, Sienna Greaves, there's a far more ancient dish that does it for her, jollof rice. If you've never had it, people compare it to jambalaya or paella. And in the last 10 years, it's become a global superstar. But Sienna's been eating it for as long as she can remember. Growing up, my dad was the only person who could cook this food. And it takes all day and sometimes all night to prepare these meals. So when we had West African food, whether it was palm butter or cassava greens or kaya or jollof, it was really a special occasion. Sienna Greaves is an audio producer and food writer here at WBEZ, and she's a former chef. She's working on a feature story about jollof rice that comes out tomorrow. But first, she's back here on The Rundown to give us a taste. Sienna, welcome back. Hey, Erin. Hi. So, jollof rice. I say Joe. How do you say it? Jollof. Like, how it's, do you say it? It has many, many names. It's jollof, it, uh, jollof, benachin, um, redfish and rice. I mean, as many different ethnic groups and countries in West Africa, there are many different iterations of the name and the dish itself. Okay. So, it originated as an African dish. What countries is it most popular in on the continent? So, yeah, jollof um, originated in Senegal. Um, Actually, UNESCO officially recognized Senegal as the home of jollof. Um, Mm. It dates back to the 14th century, and it is popular throughout sub-Saharan West Africa. 14th century. It was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you describe the rice? What are like the bare minimum criteria that make something count as jollof rice? Well, you know, jollof is sort of the blueprint for a lot of rice dishes that we enjoy today, whether it's paella or jambalaya. Okay. Sort of that same, you know, criteria. You have a seasoned base. Um, in the instance of jollof, a lot of tomatoes, peppers are used. That's what gives it that really brilliant red and orange mm. color. Mm-hmm. Lots of spice. Um, now, depending on where you are, uh, I am of Liberian heritage, and we put a lot of protein in our jollof. Right. So if you're in the interior, you'll might have some more meat. If you live on the coastline, you have tons of like dried fish, smoked fish, crab, even lobster, huge prawns in your uh, jollof rice. So, again, it it sort of depends on your country, your ethnic group and uh, also your geographical location. All right. Um, And then you talked about a little bit about what your background, your heritage the Liberians put in the jollof rice. Mm -hmm. Can you get a little bit more into that? What makes that uh, Liberian jollof rice unique? Well, I mean, it's very good. (laughs) Maybe it's the best. 
I could. I, I'm biased. I'm biased. You know, people take these Joloff words very seriously. So I'm going to be careful what I say on air right now. But Liberian Joloff is the best because there's a very long list of ingredients. It's the long list of ingredients that okay. makes Liberian Joloff the best. Really, really spicy. You know, Liberians love their pepper. We have a special pepper that we call bitter pepper. It is so hot. And mm. the coolness from the tomatoes, some of the sweetness, and the sweetness from the shellfish often balances those flavors out. Okay. But then again, like I said, depending on where you are and in this feature, um, I was cooking with Pertit Spencer, who is the co-founder of IO Foods. She is uh, of Liberian descent, but she grew up in Minnesota. So she is used to having jollof that has more land animals in it, beef, pork, chicken, that kind of thing. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, You talked about in the feature this rice being a source of pride. And I wonder if you could get more into that. What does that mean for you? Um. I think it goes hand in hand with um, growing up in the 80s and 90s um, and being one of the few West Africans in my neighborhood. Mm. You know, I grew up um, both in the Bronx and also in the suburbs of New York um, at a time when there wasn't a ton of us around. I went to uh, PWI in high school, so there weren't a, a ton of of West Africans for me to sort of interact with and share this cultural heritage with. Yeah. Um, so when we would get together, my family from New York, from my family from the DMV, you know, um, these were really, really special occasions. And whenever mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to share my culture or my food with my non-West African, um, non-Black friends especially. Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely a, a source of pride and culture because so often at that time, that was something that they've never experienced before, something incredibly exotic. Whereas today, you know, like I say in my feature, there are about 20 restaurants in Chicago where you can get wow. three or four different kinds of jollof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also say that the specific Liberian traditional jollof is hard to find. Yeah, it is hard to find in Chicago because there isn't there aren't very many of us, right? Okay. Which is really interesting. For some reason, my people love the cold weather. <laughs> so if you travel up to Minnesota, uh, it's like little Liberia. It's teeming with Liberians. Wow. I never understood it. Minnesota, Iowa. Um, <laughs> it makes no sense to me, but that is where my people have chosen to live. <laughs> so not a lot of jollof here in Chicago, but all the Liberian food you could ever want in Minnesota. Okay. Go figure. Um you talked about sharing this one one meal dish with your friends when you were a kid. And then in the feature, you start to eat the jollof rice that um, Pertit Spencer mm-hmm. made. And you're like, it's bringing back so many memories. And I'm, I'm wondering if you can talk about some of the associations that stand out to you when you were eating jollof rice growing up. Uh, when I eat jollof rice, I now I, I think about family. Um, you know, again, I grew up on the East Coast. That's where all my Liberian family uh, lives. And I'm kind of a little stranded out here, a little removed from my culture. So that's mm. what also made cooking with Pertit so special. <laughs> it was so nice to have a Liberian cousin to yes. cook and rap with and just, yeah, be nostalgic yeah. about 
our heritage and growing up and just spend an afternoon, you know, eating jollof. You know, I think about my dad. I think about growing up. My dad was the only person who could cook this food. And it takes all day and sometimes all night to prepare these meals. So when wow. we had West African food, whether it was palm butter or cassava greens or kaya or jollof, it was really a special occasion. Yeah. So we had Lots of friends, lots of family over. So when I eat West African food now, it's very, very fuzzy. I think of my family. I think of those really special moments of of community and tradition. Uh, You talked about UNESCO earlier and how they're kind of documenting some history around Mm -hmm. jollof rice. And at some point, you and Pertit end up talking about why it took so long for this this dish to kind of get on the map like it mm-hmm. is. Um, do you have any speculations as to answers to that question? Well, I just think, you know, migration patterns, right? Mm. Um, again, there are so many more West Africans who have um, migrated to the United States in the past 20 years, right? And I think along with that, the growth in population is also you know, expanded access to these ingredients. Because, like, again, when I was growing up, it was hard to find stockfish. It was hard to find fufu. It was hard um, to find Mm. cassava greens that are now at, like, Mariano's or any grocery store, you know, that you go to. So I think the numbers and the access has allowed us Mm. to not only enjoy um, these traditional foods, uh, with friends and families, but also, you know, create businesses around the foods that we eat, our customs and traditions to yeah. feed our communities and our neighbors who might not be familiar uh, with our traditions. Do you make jollof rice ever? I don't. Mm. I don't. I don't. No. Okay. It's hard. It's hard. Okay. It's hard. It's intuitive, but it also isn't. You have okay. to be incredibly careful. One misstep could throw off an entire pot of jollof rice, whether you haven't cooked your tomatoes long enough, whether your onions are too young and now the whole pot is incredibly bitter. And it also takes a really long time. Okay. (laughs) It's a bit much. It is a bit much. It's a little intimidating. Yeah. So I'm just always looking for an auntie to cook for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Where can we find Liberian jollof in Minnesota. You didn't even, you didn't even, I was trying to say in Chicago. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm always on the hunt. You know, again, I'm fairly new to Chicago, so I'm always on the lookout for my Liberian people. If anybody knows where I can get a plate of Liberian pasajama, please write in, (laughs) send us an email, drop us a link. But yeah, um, there are other kinds of jollof that you can enjoy in the city. There's lots of Senegalese food. Um, which is new for me, something that I'm enjoying for the first time. Okay. I wasn't, um, it wasn't something that I was really exposed to. Mm-hmm. So moving to Chicago, it's kind of like, oh, wow, okay. This place is chock full of like Senegalese restaurants. Senegalese restaurants, Nigerian restaurants. Um, there are a few Ghanaian spots. So there is jollof out there. Liberian jollof, though, is the, the diamond in the rough. All right. You may have to travel, but it is definitely worth it. Sienna Greaves is an audio producer here at WBEZ, also a food writer and former chef. Sienna, thank you. Thank you for having me, Erin. You can listen to Sienna's feature about Jollof Rice tomorrow morning on Morning Edition, either live streaming at WBEZ.org or on the radio if you have one at 91.5 FM. If you don't catch it tomorrow morning, check out our website in the coming days to find it online. 
And if you do know where we can find Liberian-style jollof rice in Chicago, let me know at therundownpod at wbez.org. And that's it for today. Thanks to Justin Bull and Sam Deer for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Cleve and Katie O'Connell for editing the show. This episode was engineered by Haley Bloomquist. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. Other music on the show is from Audio Network. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.